Hi, this is Relatively Asian Podcast. I'm Teresa. And I'm Minnie. And this is episode five of our podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. If you haven't listened yet, we talked about our definitions of success and what you guys defined as success in our last episode. If you're interested, go check out that episode. This week, we'll be diving into a more touchy subject, racism, specifically the uptick of race-fueled crimes against Asians in the U.S., And just to give a quick overview of some things that have happened, I won't go through everything, but on January 16th, $10,000 worth of cash equipment and special documents were stolen from a family-owned Korean restaurant in SF. January 28th, an 84-year-old Thai man was killed on the street in SF. January 29th, a man is robbed at gunpoint outside his home in Oakland. A woman has her wallet stolen in Oakland, Chinatown. A woman is dragged by a car while fighting for her belongings in Oakland, Chinatown. January 31st, a 91-year-old man is shoved to the ground in Oakland, Chinatown. A 60-year-old man is attacked by the same man. And then a 55-year-old woman is left unconscious after an attack by the same man. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just crazy because... Like you mentioned, there's been a 1,900% increase <laughs> of know. hate crimes. And I like read somewhere that between March and September alone in 2020, there were like 2,500 incidents reported. Mm-hmm. And obviously that number is understated, right? Because not all oh, reports are reported, especially from Asian people. <laughs> yeah. You'd rather just not say anything, yeah. shove it under the rug. I mean, but you can just imagine like since then how much has occurred and how much has continued to occur, especially because all the events you just listed were like this year, not even 2020. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even list all of them, but those were within a span of like two weeks. Yeah. It was just a sudden uptick. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think like, obviously it's in connection with like COVID-19, right? Oh, of course. And like Trump calling it like the the Kung flu. Yeah. Yeah. And the Chinese flu. But it's not just like these like outright like violent crimes, but also just like, I think a lot of like increase in like verbal assault. Mm -hmm. Or people, like, I read that, like, oh, at the beginning of it, um, like, people were refusing, like, like Lyft Lyft drivers and, like, Uber drivers and taxis, like, were refusing to take on, like, Asian Americans. Oh, really? And just, like, things like that, where it's not, like, a... It's it's clear. The message is clear. Like, there's no physical violence. Yeah. But it's still definitely, like, in response to COVID-19 and the association with, like, Asians there. Yeah. I almost feel like because Trump blatantly said that it was a Chinese virus mm-hmm. and you blame China, it almost gave people the right to be mad at us. Yeah. Like, and I even agree. if somebody was already racist towards Asian mm-hmm. Americans, if the, anything, this only fueled their belief that like, oh yeah, like I have every right to be racist towards Asian Americans and like to be, you know, like verbal abuse or, mm-hmm. oh, you mean in this case, it was like leveling up to physical assault, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's just really sad. And I don't think Trump ever like took that, back no he's never admitted th- that yeah like yeah. i think he's he he didn't like apologize i think he just like stopped using it for a while but yeah. it, came, it was like it came back sometimes i know like it was very yeah, yeah. did you feel like after covid19 and especially with like the association with like china and stuff like did you personally feel anything ever um it's funny because the virus actually originated in the town that my grandparents actually live in that's crazy like like the literal town that it came from. So I don't know. I think I was just, I just attribute it to ignorance Mm -hmm. and Trump is someone that I have zero respect for Mm -hmm. and he's like a man child. So everything he says is just like, 
I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't take anything he says seriously, but I think it just infuriates me because it's not even like anything he says has any substance or it's based yeah. on scientific fact. What about like other media outlets? Like at the beginning of the virus too, like a lot of media outlets were like later criticized and I'm sure they changed their approach. But yeah. like when talking about the China, China virus, they would show Chinatown. I know. <laughs> you know, I know. I mean, oh my God. I just said China. <laughs> I know. I meant coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just, it, is it sad? Because I just feel like I have such a low threshold for Americans and like, I'm, an I'm sorry I'm an American but I feel like specifically yeah. like Caucasians or like just everyone who's not a minority I'm I not trying to I'm not trying to be racist but if we're talking about racism <laughs> we know who it's directed towards but I don't know it's kind of it's almost to the point where it's like you watch it on the news you see Trump you see media outlets Fox News whatever say these things and you're kind of like angry and you're mm-hmm. just upset but at the same time it's like hmm are we really surprised yeah so like, it's not offensive because it's like you didn't expect anything better yeah sadly but we're, we're I'm still offended or you're used to it I'm used or, to it yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's also like us ha- having been kind of conditioned to no, re- receive sure. subpar treatment anyway yeah and whether it used to just be microaggressions or like being teased like in grade yeah. school you know yeah. we've just been conditioned that like yeah you know what like sure we're the model minorities but we're still minorities and yeah. so we're going to be treated that like as less than mm-hmm. and not as the superior and that's just that's just what yeah. we get like it is what it is as asians yeah, yeah. honestly and i mean it sucks I but i don't know did have you experienced any specific like racist encounters since covid started Surprisingly, no. Um, or I don't know if it's surprising, but I guess it was interesting to me because a lot of where these racial crimes were occurring were in like super Asian populated areas. I know. And even, um, even did you see like the, a lady was like kicked in like Edison, New Jersey? No, this I was, didn't like, see that. This was like way like... Oh, wait, was that at the very beginning? Yes. Very, oh, it just, I remember it just, that. I, just, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was like, oh my gosh. I think at that yeah. point it used to, it was really bad in Chinatown yep. and like flushing. And then, but then the Edison yeah. thing happened and I was like, wow, that's literally I know. like, that could be And me. we have friends there. Yes, and I, exactly. I remember we specifically. We 15 minutes Yeah, away my friends Edison. were like worried about their parents. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like just going to the supermarket. I know. It's like no one's safe. And yeah. so, I don't know. It didn't, I guess I'm like blessed to not have been subjected to that but i yeah it was it's it is in the it was in the back of my mind like oh it, but it could happen mm-hmm. to me but i think like in addition to like already maybe not expecting like physical assault but i feel like when i'm out and about i'm already kind of cautious oh yeah for <laughs> you know sure. just because i have general distrust <laughs> <laughs> for the world yeah so like whether it's because i'm an Asian or like female or mm-hmm. young, whatever it is, I'm always kind of just like on the lookout anyway. Yeah. I already, already expect the worst no. out of everyone. <laughs> I totally agree. And as, it's sad to say, but like we haven't experienced anything different. Yeah. To prove There's otherwise. why we have yeah. to feel that so, way. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me too, like, I don't think I personally experienced yeah. any racism during COVID, but I've heard of people, you know, in the beginning where they didn't want to serve Asians in mm-hmm. restaurants mm-hmm. and they would turn them away yeah. because they thought that we had COVID and, mm-hmm. It's just so interesting to me because I don't know what these racist acts, like what is the purpose of them? Does that fix anything? Yeah. Cause it's almost like they're like, for example, let's talk about the restaurant turning us away. They're turning, first of all, not everyone is from China. Let's just right. put that out there. Um, so there's not, yeah, not all Asians, but they might not know that. So they might assume. So they just assume yeah. another ignorant thing to assume mm-hmm. that everyone is Chinese. Everyone Asian is Chinese. Is Chinese. Yeah. They're all Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, on top of that, it's like, do you think that we went to Wuhan, China and like came over with the virus? Well, it's there's just, conspiracy theories. What are the theories? Or like, 
at least one of them is that China made this up and spread it to oh, make yeah. U.S. look weak. Yeah, that is a thing. <laughs> so actually, people might think that <laughs> we're all in so on it. We could be sad. It we could be so spies. sad. You know, but okay, let's yeah, let's. You know what? Well, we'll, give, we'll give them that conspiracy theory. <laughs> but it just doesn't make sense because I feel like the people who are so racist towards us, they, so they're like, you know, they don't want to be associated to us. They want to ban us from their restaurants, whatever. And then they want to kick us down, whatever. Mm-hmm. But Flash at the us. same time, so it's like because they believe that we have the virus, right? Right. But at the same time, how are they going to do that if they don't even believe that a virus can actually kill them? It's or, like, because I'm I- like, ironic. Yeah, it's ironic because mm-hmm. why are you wearing a mask? Like, you don't believe mm-hmm. the science behind the virus. Because if you did, then you would wear a mask. Yeah. And like all these things and you wouldn't go to social gatherings and, you well, know. it's because they don't believe, but then they also want to blame someone. Maybe they want to blame someone not so much for the virus existing and like affecting family members, but just for the fact that, oh, there's a virus in America and now we can't party and travel and, and their do freedom what we want. is being. Yeah. Like we have to actually sacrifice some of our freedom. Yeah. And like that's annoying and frustrating yeah. and imp- imp- like infringes on their personal <laughs> it's so ridiculous right. and so then they're like angry people always want to look for something to blame they do I think that's like human it's just nature. such a selfish mindset and like it's funny because i was on tiktok last night and <laughs> every this, night yeah every night <laughs> <laughs> um and this girl was from new zealand and mm-hmm. apparently there was like two new cases of covid in new zealand oh. and so the, as a result the whole country went on shut, shut down, down yep which about right which i don't know if you know this but like new zealand has had zero cases of covid mm-hmm. for, oh i didn't know zero yeah zero cases they wow. don't even wear masks they don't do anything female leadership because they've gone yeah because they've <laughs> gone back to normalcy they mm-hmm. have like concerts like everything if you look up pictures like they literally it's like they don't have covid because Mm -hmm. when covid first happened they were all in it together and they all took the necessary precautions and responses and Mm -hmm. that's how they fought covid and so then as a result two cases of covid the whole country went on shutdown for a couple weeks and then somebody commented and was like oh and that's what it's like to have your personal freedom taken away and then oh and then yeah and then the um the person made a tiktok yeah, that was a the comment. New Zealand person made no, no, no. in response. No, that's a comment a US person made okay. on to her this, video. Yeah. And then she was like, that's, I don't know why you immediately you jump. You say that, yeah. You j- immediately jump to, oh, your personal freedom is to being taken away. Oh my God. Because first of all, it's a personal choice. And then she basically said like, hey, I don't feel that way at all. Like yeah. this is, we're all in it together. And, mm-hmm. you know, just because we had to quarantine for a few weeks at the yeah. end of the day, after these few weeks, we can go back to normal life. Yep. And I don't feel like my personal freedom is being impinged no. on, but it's just such, it's like embarrassing. That That's the American yeah. response. Even after now, hundreds of people, hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. have died. Yeah. And that's still the response. Yeah. Like, like oh, it's all like, like a how, conspiracy. Yeah. Or it's not real. Like yeah. people are dying. How, how dare you take away mm-hmm. my freedom to go to a party? Mm-hmm. And, it's just so selfish and mm-hmm. I, I just honestly can't believe it. Yeah. That but, was a tangent. Yeah. So besides racism, I guess, because of the coronavirus and everything, mm-hmm. I guess what's your experience with racism growing up as an Asian American? Don't have any, maybe I like blocked it out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't um, think of any racist encounters. I mean like, no, no, no. I mean like anything like, or I guess maybe I've just normalized everything. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, because I feel like we encounter like you and I, I'm sure both and, most people, even like when you're in New York City, right? And you're like, yeah. you're walking down the sidewalk and people just like yell Chinese at you. Yeah. But then they don't just do that. They'll yell Chinese, then Japanese, then Korean, <laughs> like hoping one they land. <laughs> they're like, we don't know. So we're just going to speak in every Chinese language. we, I mean, Asian language we know. I'm like, 
I, they're covering all their bases. I think that's racist too. That's oh, it is racist. racist. Yeah, it yeah. is racist. So it's like something as like I guess small, like quote unquote small as that. To yeah. Like I guess growing up, the most recurring, um, I guess like uh, racism I experienced was like sometimes. So like my family loves to like eat out mm-hmm. and try like all different kinds of cuisines. And so, like, with that, you know, like, we aren't just going to, like, Chinese restaurants or Korean restaurants. We're going to, like, restaurants owned by, like, different groups of people. And so, growing up, I have, like, distinct memories of going to certain restaurants where they, like, delayed our service. Are you serious? No. Yeah. Like. Wow. Like, we would, we would, I, it was a very frequent occurrence for us to be the only Asians at a restaurant. Oh, yeah. wow. And, and even like, I mean, sadly, like, I mean, sometimes because I feel like Caucasian, I mean, like even like restaurants that weren't just owned by like Caucasians. Mm. Yeah. Like some so, others, yeah. too. Like, but like so other like ethnic groups. Yeah. Ethnic groups, but still like whiter skin, but uh, not okay. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I know but not saying. like yeah. American. Yeah. Like yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Yeah, like we would constantly be like the only Asian family in a restaurant. And I remember this one distinct time, like my brother, I was in fourth grade and we went to this one like pasta restaurant or something that was like so popular. We went there. Mm -hmm. We were clearly the only like dinner party that wasn't like the race of like the establishment. And my Mm -hmm. brother, I just remember because my brother, like we were kind of in a rush Mm -hmm. too, and like trying to get home because my brother had like an assignment and we probably waited like an hour and a half for our food and we saw like Are table. You serious? Yeah. We saw like table and t- table after table around us get served. Oh my and, like, God. Not us. And it was just, did you guys say something? No. Or you, well, did your parents I mean, I think after anything? a while he was just like, where is our food? Where's our food? And I feel like even I, I was young at the wow. time, I was probably like nine and yeah. I could like, you know, like you can tell when you're being treated differently. Yeah. Right. Like even mm-hmm. as a young kid mm-hmm. that feels bad, but um, yeah, like I would feel that way. And then, I felt that way. And then, I don't know. It just, again, it was just kind of like, it is what it is. We eventually got our food, obviously didn't like enjoy it as much. And we never went back again. But then like, it's funny because my parents have lived in like my town for over 25 years now, maybe like 30 years, for 30 years now. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're, they always comment on how, I think our parents are even more conditioned to deal with this than we are obviously. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, when we first moved here, like there were even less Asians. You know, and wow. now there's a ton of Asians, yeah. but like back then they're like, yeah, we always go to restaurants and we always get looked at because my pants would be the ones <sighs> trying different yeah. restaurants, you know, where yeah. most Asians just like stick yeah. <laughs> together. Yeah. And they go reason. to Asian yeah. restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's like better now. But yeah, wow. it's not something that they ever talked about with us or that they like ever expressed like anger about or frustration it was just kind of like I'm getting so triggered yeah like we're That's used so to it sad. but we're still I just know. gonna go enjoy good food <laughs> i know yeah but the, honestly growing up i think that would be the main one um mm. yeah and there would be time yeah there's been times where like my chineseness has been you know like highlighted yeah and stuff and yeah yeah what about did you, you? Hmm. well um follow up did yeah. you grow up in like a predominantly asian like what was your high school or like middle school percentage of asians yeah um actually well, I grew up in a pretty like I guess the the predominant Asian race was like Korean mm-hmm. um, in the town I grew up in, um, but it was still like eighty percent white. 
and there were no like okay. barely any like his- hispanic black people so it was like 20 percent like, asians yep 80 percent white yeah i mean i feel like 20 percent is still, still very high yeah like it really is. high yeah. yeah i think it's just wow. more so my individual experience mm-hmm. because like and you guys so happen to be the only people trying out like yeah exactly different, yeah because yeah. asian people don't go to like yep. white restaurants mm-hmm. okay that makes sense well for me i feel like I have two distinct memories as well. And it's interesting because, yeah, we were like little kids, but Mm -hmm. it just really stays with you. Yeah, it does. Um, And so one of them was, I remember my parents, well, my mom and my brother, we had recently gone to China and then Mm -hmm. we were flying back to America Mm -hmm. and my dad wasn't with us. And back then it was like when we were in elementary school, Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have like nice suitcases. They had those suitcases with no wheels. I don't know if you've ever seen one. So you have to carry it. You have to carry it. And it's really, really big. Like the vintage suitcases yeah so my mom like had to carry that by herself because my brother and I were too young Mm -hmm. and I remember um they put us through like you know where they like scan your bags or whatever security yeah security but like it wasn't security it was like a post-security situation oh you're just trying to get your bag yeah you're trying to like get your bag customs I don't know I don't know what it was but I just remember that everybody was going past Mm -hmm. and like it was like all white people because we were in Canada and it was like it was like a stop it was okay. a stop. So then yeah. it, we were in Canada and then everyone was going. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, um, the security people saw my mom and uh, my brother and I, and they stopped us. Hmm. They stopped us. And then they were like, oh, we need to search your bags. Oh, so wow. they only stopped us. No one else. Yeah. They took our bags. And I remember they started like opening everything and like digging through it. And then my huh. mom was like arguing with them. And she was like asking them like, oh, like how come did you, how, why did you stop us? Right. And like, they wouldn't give us like a solid reason why. Mm-hmm. And my mom was getting like aggravated because yeah. she was like, oh, like how come you didn't stop that person? Like mm-hmm. that woman, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you only specifically stopping us? Yeah. And they were just like incredibly rude to her. And I remember at one oh point, like they were digging through my things and they, <laughs> they looked at each other and they were like, oh, like keep looking. I know we'll find something. Oh my God, they yeah, said that? they said that. And oh I my God. remember this because I remember I was so young, but I knew that we were being mistreated. Because of And like, I Asian. still think about that day because I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could stand up for my mom mm. because my mom is also an immigrant. She has an accent. She mm-hmm. can't like fight her, you know, you, you just can't like verbally fight no. sometimes when you're Asian and you yeah. don't understand. And then um, basically they kept digging and then they eventually found this, like my grandparents had gifted my mom this like really antique, like gold, um, it was like a box set and inside the box was had or something. No, no, no. It had, um, a lighter, oh. but it was like an antique lighter and it was like a gold and it was engraven. It was like really expensive. Yeah. And then as soon as I saw that, they, took it? they were like, see, I told you you would find something. They said that mm. to each other. And then, um, and it's so funny cause they asked me to open it cause they couldn't even open it. And then they took it and they brought us to a different room after that. Because oh, it was kind of like an affirmation that like, oh, I told you like the Asians mm-hmm. would like have something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember we were like stuck there for a really long time. They ended up like confiscating that item. Mm-hmm. Even though my mom told them it was like, you know, it was like a cultural thing. It yeah. wasn't even like a real lighter that you no. use. It was strictly like a gold plate. You know, it was like a yeah. decoration an heirloom. Kind of thing. Yeah. Almost. Like yeah. it was like that. And then um, afterwards, my mom was like, okay, well, after they finished, she was like, can someone help us move our bags onto like, you know, one of the carts? And yeah. they said no. Oh my God. And then uh, my mom, I was just, I just think about that and I'm like so triggered by that because I don't, I, it's just crazy how mm-hmm. like rude people can be. Um, but yeah, that happened. And yeah, it's one of those things where I just wish I could have gone back and done something. Yeah. Did your brother? My brother didn't say anything. How and, old were you? Um, I think it was when I was in third grade. Oh, so also yeah. super young. So my brother was Under in second 10. grade. So yeah. I don't even know if he remembers it because yeah. we never talked about it. So have you experienced any racism in your workplace? Um, 
I think for me, it's not super like blatant racism. I, like out of college, I worked in public accounting, which is financial services. And if you know financial services, you know that it's like a predominantly white male mm-hmm. driven and led um, industry. And yeah. so I definitely felt that. And it just so happened that like I was on teams where I was like the only Asian <laughs> or like the only minority <laughs> for the most part. And the Caucasians were very Caucasian. Wow. How lucky for you. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's just like the little things where they'll make comments about foods and like, oh. even if it's like sushi or if it's like something that I like I'm eating or just something that's like different than mm-hmm. what they would eat or yeah. partake in or what they're used to. Like it's the little comments. Mm-hmm. Um, that like like highlight that like I'm different or mm-hmm. like I maybe I'm like have a, not like a different lifestyle or like just like my living habits might be different mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah and then I don't know I think it's also just just like generally like when like your team is like white and like when your leaders are white and when like yeah. the higher up like the partners are all white and male like it just yeah it's just hard. It's hard to feel like you belong in a place that is already so hierarchical mm-hmm. and like like has such a vertical power structure. And when mm-hmm. all the people in power are white, yeah, and or male, or like even and like unfortunately, I um, there were like females in like some like manager and higher positions, but a mm-hmm. lot of times I would just see them play into like the boys club, mm-hmm. like culture, you know, and joke along. And a lot of things are just like kind of brushed under the rug, yeah. whether it's like, yeah, inappropriate jokes or, you know, just like you're just like your expected boys club thing, like talking about golf all the time. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like uh, you either play into that because you can't beat it. Right. So yeah. it's like, if you can't beat it, join it. And so I saw like females do that. And then, or else like that was the culture that existed. And mm-hmm. so I think it was just at least like, within that industry, it was always just very apparent to me that like, I looked different. I enjoyed different things. How like my pastimes were different. Like my family expectations were different. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. it was just like that constant reminder that I'm different. Mm. Um, and I don't look like them, you know, and I don't, so it's like always like a pressure to have to like dress well or look well or, you know, or like, like consume the same like content that they're consuming in their free time. So there's something to talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's just like a lot of that. Um, but, but I will say, that since I left that initial company, like it's only gotten better for me. Okay, and I've like, good. yeah, like my second company was still like older and traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like an entertainment industry, which was a little bit more. It just so happened that my team was like um, a little bit more diverse and just like, like more woke, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. just like more cultured. And then I would say like my current company for sure, like the CEO is like Asian American. And my team is also like all Asian, um, Asian American females. And a lot of people that I work with are also Asian. And it's, all, it's also like my team um, is global. So we, you know, we by default interact with the rest of the world. And so mm-hmm. you have like a nice, nice diversity over there. But it's, it's such a contrast. And I think like work is hard enough as it is, you know, when you're learning a new job or you're working a lot of hours where there are tight deadlines, that's already difficult and can take a toll on your mental, emotional and physical energy. And when the culture is not a good fit, that is like the worst, you know, because you can't even catch a break there. And so I would say like in my current company, even though it's like tight deadlines, even though it's long hours, like I'm still happy 
as mm-hmm. of right now because like culturally I feel like I belong mm-hmm. and I feel like there are people who look like me like in leadership and like mm-hmm. my own boss is like crushing it and she's an Asian American female mm-hmm. you know and so there's just like a level of comfort when you see yourself represented yeah. among like people who have influence and power mm-hmm. you know which we already know but like yeah. experiencing that in the workplace is yeah. like night or day yeah night and day yeah yeah I totally yeah. agree what about you um I mean, I've definitely experienced racism in the workplace, but I don't know. I almost feel like it's like a norm right now and Mm -hmm. it's like expected. And like you said, it's just like the small comments Mm -hmm. here and there. So it's not even like one big specific instance. But well, my brother told me about his experience at work where he basically he works in similar to you. He works at a company where he is the only Chinese person or Asian person Mm -hmm. on his team. And in his whole department, there's only like two other like Asian guys. Mm-hmm. So he said one time. Are they they're, all friends? Yeah, they're all friends. So, <laughs> Typical. Um, yeah. So they're all friends. Uh, the three of them, they were eating lunch and this white woman from his group comes in. She like looks at them and she's like, oh my gosh, that's so nice. I'm so glad you guys found each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, who yeah. is this woman? Oh, we hate her. Was she like middle aged? <laughs> yeah, she's middle aged. Yeah. Oh. She looked at them. She's like, it is so nice you guys found each other. I'm so happy for also, you. Also, this is like not even in the South. Like this is no, Maryland. This is straight up like diversity central. And, and they're all like Asian American. They're all Asian young American men. young men. Yeah. Not like, you know, like middle you know, like yeah. they look like Americanized. Yeah. And she knows they're oh, Americanized. She yeah. knows them. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. And they get, and then it gets worse. And then he said that like um, she started like babbling or whatever. And then she was mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, like typically like a lot of the men during lunch, they want to play basketball and like, you know, play together. Mm-hmm. But like, you guys probably wouldn't want that, right? Like you guys don't need that. Like it was just like the most bizarre conversation. And yeah. she was just, I mean. That's some like yeah. misplaced like kindness. Like not mi- no. misplaced, like it, it, it didn't land. Like it's like she was trying to like, by trying to make them feel well, like welcome it was no. like reverse. Like, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But she, it was actually just like racist because oh. there was other circumstances where like she was racist towards my brother. And I mean, I won't get into it, but yeah, I know what you're saying. It's, it's almost like they disguise it as like, Oh, like I'm genuinely happy for yeah. you. That you found someone of your kind. Like it's great. You know, it's like masked as something like, like good intended, well intended, yeah. but in reality, it's really just racism. Yeah. And I think today we just wanted to drive home the point that, you know, obviously Asians aren't exempt from also being racist towards other groups. And we're not saying that, but, you know, we definitely feel like like Asian uh, racism towards Asian Americans and like, I guess, like our suffering is definitely not exhibited in media or in news outlets. And it's just not something that's ever really talked about. And a lot of it's on us. Right. Because um, I, I would say like a people who receive the racism, like whether it's like our parents' generation, I feel like they're always like prone for attack. It's Mm -hmm. like they're, they don't want to report it or they don't want to like, you know, escalate it either. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's sad because I feel like it just, it's Asian culture. It's like kind of just like suck it up Mm -hmm. and just move forward and like not cause a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Not disrupt anything. Like really just go under the radar and like Mm -hmm. be passive. And I mean, there's a reason why it's like, gone on for so long and like no one even talks about it and yeah probably reason why people feel like they can treat us this way and they can say these like small little comments that really build up over time and I think we've all naturally developed like a hard exterior yeah like a tough yeah definitely a tough shell yeah because I mean thick skin I mean we don't have any other choice you know yeah we don't 
it, it is what it is for Asian Americans. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It like sucks on one hand, but on the other hand, it's kind of like, yeah, I, like I've never seen an Asian person fight back mm-hmm. actually. So, but I will say that like, I think similar to Black Lives Matter, even though that movement in itself started in maybe like 2014, 2013, like super early on um, and just didn't like catch momentum as much until Mm -hmm. 2020. I think similarly, like with um, with coronavirus and the extreme uptick of racism and violent crimes towards Asian Americans, I do think more people are speaking out now Mm -hmm. and. In the sense of like, you know, I see people like, like famous people speaking out, right? Whether it's like Daniel Day Kim was like... But they're Asian. I know. No, that's what I'm saying though. Like, but before, you know, like these things happened Mm -hmm. or like maybe we like suffered, but like people didn't really speak up as much. So like him offering $25,000 to anyone who can provide, you know, information about like those crimes or even like, I think I saw like Gemma, Gemma Chan, Gemma yeah, Chan, Gemma like Chan. also like reposted and like mm-hmm. said her thoughts or even like <laughs> David. So comedy, like, yeah. Posted like no, a I've super, seen a lot of people post. yeah. Like a yeah. super, like, um, just like kind of like telling everyone to stand up and whether it's mm-hmm. addressing like their Asian American community, it's kind yeah. of like, yeah, like this problem has always existed mm-hmm. and it's something that a lot of us have just dealt with and accepted as like, it is what it is. This is a reality in America right now that we have to live in better to just live with it than to try to change it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like personally encouraged to see it catching more, like catching like more momentum now. However, I will say that I haven't really seen non-Asians post about it. That's what I'm saying. That's so, what I'm saying. You know, I don't know if I'm a Debbie Downer yeah. probably, but I, on I, social media, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm obviously happy that the Asian, but the Asians are speaking up. Yeah. Cause, cause I, we didn't before. So yeah. at least, you know, I know it's got it to start with us in the right direction, yeah. but I have yet to see anyone yeah. mm-hmm. who's not Asian post yeah. about it. And yeah. so I think that's like, what's upsetting is like, there's no like group mentality mm. in America for like every single race, you know, and, and to help and, each other. Yeah. To help each other out. And obviously like every single race I'm sure has like their own, um, struggles with racism and yeah. having to deal with that and yeah. growing up like that. And, and we're not saying that like Asian Americans have it the worst, mm-hmm. but it's just, why can't we all just recognize that like, Hey, we're going through this together. We all experience like racism and like, let's work on it together mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's not like, yeah, we're all part of the problem no, we're all part of and it. we're all part of the yeah, solution. Exactly. So like the sooner we acknowledge that, the better. I know. Otherwise yeah. like we can't move forward and systemic racism is a real thing. And we have to address it if we ever want to improve. Agree. So thank you for listening to this episode. Our next episode will feature our very first guest and friend on the podcast. So definitely tune in then to find out who. As always, we would love to connect with you. Our Instagram handle is Relatively Asian. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.